Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to the episode of Blurg. Today we're talking Generalissimo, the 10th episode of the third season of our favorite TV show, 30 Rock. Cultures collide at aforementioned 30 Rock as an unsavory telenovela doppelganger threatens to undermine Jack Lisa's time saver relationship and a plague of Caucasian date rapists threaten to destroy Tracy's liver. In other plot points, Liz has flipped the script and is now the offender of a scam perpetrated through the mails as she attempts to woo dreamy Dr. Baird, played by the incomparable John Hamm. Now, everyone, ensure your knives are safely stored, because I feel a silver frenzy coming on. Let's dive in. What is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out, unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shark week. Look at Dr. Baird. Mm, how did you get a picture of him? I told him his haircut was exactly what I've been trying to describe to my barber. Yeah, smooth, I know. I, I'm way out of my league here. Okay, don't get intimidated. You know he can't be perfect. No, he might be. I got some more of his mail, and I opened it. <gasps> Uh-huh, yeah, I'm the worst. It just proves that I don't deserve this guy. He went to medical school at Columbia, all kinds of charity baloney. He gets all of the movie channels, including stars, and he trains seeing eye dogs at home. Oh, well, that's no good for you. You're allergic to dogs. I guess I'll have to step in and- Shut up, just let me think. I would also like to say that I also wrote date rapists when referring to the gaggle of- uh, Right? Jones. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Uh, which was like, Seems we were correct. already thinking it, and then the roofies came out, and we were like, duh. Yes. What did you think of this episode overall, Nick? Um, this was fun. Seeing Jack play gay, even if it's not exactly Jack, seeing Alec Baldwin be at all hot daddy bear into it. Liz was the best version of herself, where she's just like leaning into being fully fucked up, which I loved. And I'm sure you love that Jenna was barely there. Yes, I did. Thank you. What about you? Oh my God, I love John <laughs> okay. Hamm so much. <laughs> he's so dreamy. I'm sure he's a dick in real life, but I love him on the show. He's got a dick in real life. He's got a big old dick in real life. He's got life. a three arc episode that is just the best. This episode is great. Valentine's Day is great. The bubble is great. He is great. I love him so much. Selma Hayek is really funny in this episode. Jack has lots of Jack work to do. <laughs> it was so good. Uh, I could give a crap about Tracy and the drunk white guys, but they're not even drunk. I don't know why. I just imagine them. They do take him out drinking. I do imagine them assaulting women. <laughs> well, they literally had roofies, 100%. <laughs> right. That's true. That's right. They yes. do roofie Tracy. That's right. Not on purpose. Well, he roofies himself. Right. <laughs> and then says, you can do whatever you want to me. Terrible. <laughs> Truly terrible. Everyone walks away. <laughs> Oh, my God. And left him to die. This was a funny one, though. Yeah, the B, C, D plot was not as great with Tracy. But I just, like, it, this is, like, Liz being her shittiest. Not, like, am I a good person that's actually terrible? She's just, like, I'm bad, bitch. And I'm wearing a <laughs> restless leg syndrome T-shirt. Kenneth has one of the funniest line reads he ever has when Tracy's, like, then I have to play good people. Do you want me to play Arthur Ashe? And he's, like, no, get away from him. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> John Hamm is so funny. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay, John. I Hamm. did not watch um, Mad Men. I tried. Okay. Good for you. So I've, I'm just <laughs> he saying. He wasn't I, hilarious in that role. <laughs> I know. I only watched John Hamm in this and Saturday Night Live and Kimmy Schmidt. So Bridesmaids? Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. What a douche. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love him so Want to take a little lap nap? Have you ever woken up at someone's house and known that they did not want you to be there? Oh. Every time I wake up in someone's house. Yeah. Every time. Oh. Poor Kristen Wiig. Oh. Terrible. I mean, I know she wrote, helped write it, I'm sure, and it was still so painful to watch. Oh. I mean, I do force myself into sleeping over. It's very hard to call a lift at 3 a.m., so it's like, I'm going to stay here overnight. Duh. I legit don't remember i mean it's got to honestly be 20 years and like i didn't drive you know what i mean like i wasn't there because i was just like oh i'm gonna leave my um pashmina here and hope he calls i literally like got a ride with him to his house so if he didn't take me home there were no lifts at that time 
And I was up all night like, ah, I wonder when he's going to wake up so he can take me home. <laughs> and then he was like annoyed that I was there in the morning. I was like, well, this is on you. I didn't, I didn't care. <laughs> and I'm ready to go. I'm not trying to make us breakfast and wearing your shirt or anything. I'm ready. To, I got, uh. Do you ever go through people's medicine cabinets? I do that no. with every hookup I have. <laughs> no. Every single one. I want to know. No. What do you want to know? No, what? I'm not going to take anything. I don't know. I'm just curious. <laughs> no, but I have known that my whole life. Like, make sure that you're... Bathroom cabinets are clean when people before you invite your friends over to eat. That doesn't make any sense. I, no. I, Julie, if you let me into your house, I will. I will not. <laughs> the only drug that is in there is my thyroid medicine. So if you want to get hepped up on some Lavoxyl, you go for I'm it. I'm not trying to take it. I just want to know. Well, just That's ask how me. I learned about I'm prep. That's how I learned about prep. Before everyone was going on prep, I hooked up with an early adopter and I was like, what the fuck is this? Google. And I was like, oh, nice. How neat. Hey, did you guys watch 30 Rock this week? No, I missed it, actually. (laughs) Generalissimo. So we start out with the date rapists, and he walks up to Liz and says, Miss Lemon, here's the research you wanted on that White House skit. She's like, okay, thanks. Liz is talking to Jack, and she's like, they're a little old and overdressed to be interns. He's like, they're all former investors. Meanwhile, Kenneth is 80 years old walking around. (laughs) My God. He's ageless. They're former investment bankers who were laid off after the economic crash that Nancy Pelosi <laughs> So this was like right when Obama was in his very early days of presidency, right? Yes, and the George Bush then. crash happened. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. destroyed everything. Stop electing Republicans, for the love of God. And like lots of white men, they had no zero real-world skills, but God, they work hard. <laughs> They're just ready to impress and ready to assault. So there was this movie of Alfrey Woodard. I can't think of what it was called, but her mother, who was Florida Evans from Good Times, ends up having Alzheimer's or dementia. And so to keep her busy... She can't remember? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. You're going down for that one. Um, Her husband would say, can you go please find me a purple banana? And it would keep her busy for like a half an hour, which is sort of what I feel like this list is that Jack gives to them. Like, <laughs> I need you to get some flowers, a collection of bath soaps, and some Spanish language gossip magazine. No, it's because he's meeting the, the grandma. I know, the abuela, but still, go find this is a random thing. Do you know Spanish too, Julie? <laughs> I know the name abuela or abuelo for grandma or grandpa. Fantastico. Jugacio. Bueno, jugacio crocente. She's like, why are you expecting a visit from uh, uh, uh. <laughs> This is me every podcast <laughs> I know it's so weird though that they left this in He's like don't start unless you've got something It's perfect <laughs> So Elisa's grandmother is coming to visit And there's a flashback And he says I don't think she likes me And she looks at him and says I hate you, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> So she says like what Teodio or something And he's like Yo soy Jack <laughs> and so Liz is trying to look on the bright side and she's like well as long as Lisa likes you that's all that matters and he's like oh no she's the matriarch of this family in Puerto Rico elderly women are held in very high esteem you should go there Lemon they love you rude I often think because of my current living situation which is with my parents and uh, Emma lives close by and I love that sort of tight-knit community that we have and it feels very much averse to the western standard of like you turn 18 and you move out and that's success and it feels very more like an Asian ideal or I guess a Puerto Rican ideal that I love I will never move out <laughs> and we are all aware of that <laughs> thank you I don't know if they are <laughs> no I think they are I feel like they know <laughs> until fair. they can no longer take care of themselves and then they you go to Emma then I jump right in I've been painting all week because I got these levers, these long levers. We do both have hyperextended elbows, which I think is interesting. <laughs> Liz enters the break room in the writer's area where Jenna is there with this weird haircut. Like her hair is pulled back in a bob. I don't like it. So <laughs> she's got all this mail and she's like, none of this is mine. I live in 3B and this is 13B. And then she says, you know what? I'm going to say it. Women should not deliver the mail. <laughs> Why? It's, I, but I do, like, rather than... Liz pretending to be a white savior that's actually hella racist. I appreciate when she's just like openly bad. (laughs) 
She's like, well, he's a <laughs> Jenna in her wisdom. He's a pediatrician, so you know he likes kids or feet. No, no, kids. <laughs> that was fun. I liked that. <laughs> he has a bill from his divorce lawyer, so you know he's single. And he has a golf magazine, so you know he's not gay or poor. I can attest to that. I do not <laughs> like golf, and I am not doing well financially, and I do not like women in a sexual manner. Now, do you remember the days when you ordered stuff from Netflix and they would send you the DVDs through the movie? Yes! <laughs> I didn't know if you were old enough to that. So they're going to go through the movie. We were, we were alive in 2006. <laughs> I'm 40. I'm 38. You are not. I'm 29. You're 29. Good <laughs> God. So, not, I'm working with so little children. So I. So am I. So they're like, let's look at the, the, the uh, movies he likes. Rip She's it like, open. Do you open that? It's a federal offense. And you already have two strikes, Jenna. <laughs> She looks to all the writers and she's like, I support none of this. No one cares. No one's listening. So he's rented the Muppet Takes Manhattan, Muppets Take Manhattan, Caddyshack, and the, the Clincher, a documentary about Heiser, how pies are made. Hello, Dr. Baird. Yeah. That was <laughs> Why fun. is an adult man renting Muppets Take Manhattan? Because you make everything negative. So here's the thing. I like this a lot. But people who are like, I do too. That's why we're perfect together. We don't balance each other out. We just accept it. Um, I people who are into Muppets Take Manhattan are really into Muppets Take Manhattan, like obscenely so. The old chef that worked at my job was like, when I told him that I did not watch Muppet Takes Manhattan, he quit. He doesn't work there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he literally doesn't work there anymore. That's probably yeah. why. It's insane. He was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And I was like, "Yeah, bro." Is it I'm being that fucking good? Serious. What is? Who knows? I've never I've, seen it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't know many men in their like late 30s or mid 30s who are at home watching Muppet Take Manhattan. Caddyshack makes sense. While baking pies and cakes. Well, he was a cook. like frosting. Um, so Jack and Elise and her abuela enter Jack's office. He's like, wasn't that a treat? Only the special tourists get to see Conan without his wig. So grandma's upset. She wants to watch her show. It's on right now. Can you watch it right now? They need Jonathan to come help her, turn on the camera, turn on the TV. He's like, I think your grandmother hates me. I don't understand. She's usually a very loving person. Because I'm white? She's like, no, I've had five uh, boyfriends, black, Cuban, Brazilian guys with a German heritage. Oh, my God. Because all the Nazis obviously went to Brazil after World War II. So, yeah. I did not get that. I read that in the IMDb, but I also didn't get it. Well, like, I just I get it. Was You've been with other men. So. Other men. He's like, congratulations. Congratulations. Like, thank you. <laughs> she says with all sincerity, like, thank you. Brazilian men are like the most, they're hot in every single shade. Brazil men are just like, and women are just obscenely hot. Have you watched 3%? Watch it. They're all no. hot. Um, so he wants to know what she's watching, and it's a telenovela. Los Amantes Clandestinos. I'm assuming Secret Love. What? Clandestine Love. Secret Love. Secret Lovers. That's what we are. Are we? Finally. Yes. Over Zoom, we are secret lovers, but keep your pants on. That's the only... I mean, they're always off, and you know that. I'm wearing a shirt today. I appreciate it. Hopefully pants. So he, the Generalissimo is the villain, and he looks just like Jack. He is Jack. It's Jack. <laughs> it's Alec They were like, I guess he does kind of look like, it's the same person. <laughs> Sorry. That was a Movie magic, Nick. All right. So Jack realizes that they look so much alike, that's why she doesn't like him, and she gives him a dirty look from Mrs. Pereira. And then the show finally starts, and we've only been talking for 20 minutes. But <laughs> <laughs> it out. <laughs> I worked in a silver mine. Now my brain's a hacky sack. That's a really funny line. I would never have thought that. So now one of the random white dudes goes up to Tracy and he's like, dude, I have to meet you. I'm Brian. So I guess he wasn't random. It's Brian. He's like, what's up, Brian? He's like, we love you. This honky grandma be tripping. Hey, when I quote lines from you, that's not racist, right? Tracy says, I transcend race. He's like, look, we're going out after work. We'd be honored if you come with us. You, we'd be honored if you come with. And he's like, you shouldn't end a sentence with a preposition at. <laughs> Which reminds me of like the best when he scene said, from Designing Women, 
Oh, that's where she's like, where are y'all from? She's like, well, we're from where people don't end their sentences with a preposition. She's like, oh, where are y'all from, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like when um, Tracy was spelling whatever with an E, and he was like... No E, N-O-E. E, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he's like, we're going to start off with McManix, Mc, 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 McMinigan's. So Peter McManus Cafe is a real bar. It's an Irish bar on 152nd and 7th Avenue. It's an 11-minute cab ride from 30 Rock, so it totally <laughs> makes sense. They it have $14 burgers, and they serve tater tots. It makes sense that they'd all be Irish descent, too. When I was right. in um, psych class in college, or high school, very different from like my actual psych appointments, they were like, during one segment, schizophrenia tends to afflict Caucasian males of Irish descent between 7 and 22. And I stood up and I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? That's me. That is me. Well, you've made it past the threshold now, so you're okay. I'm not okay. I still have many other illnesses. <laughs> just not that one. Just not schizophrenia. So Liz then shows up at... Why is that not working? Shows up at Dr. Baird's apartment. Now, Ooh, la, la. I just need a moment of silence for John Hamm. Shant. Because I Can love him so talking. much. Um, so, hold on a second. Here's some trivia. Here's his trademarks listed on IMDb. Dark hair, magnetic green eyes, deep, stern voice. Usually plays intelligent, easygoing, and handsome characters. Who's in charge of IMDb? Horny 40-year-old women? <laughs> Let me just read a couple of his trivia marks. Became interested in acting in the first grade when he was handpicked to play Winnie the Pooh. He received a scholarship to study acting at the University of Missouri. He lives in the bubble. He's in the, yeah, I know, right? He worked as a daycare teacher during college and before moving to Hollywood was a high school teacher. His role models are Jeff Bridges, Sam Elliott, and Greg Kinnear. His mother died when he was 10 and his father 10 years later. So when he was 20. Math. <laughs> Taught drama at his alma mater, John Burroughs High School in St. Louis, Missouri, where one of his students was Burrows. Ellie Kemper. He's very close friends with Paul Rudd. Oh, well, that's good. That's a good crew. Well, Ellie Kemper got canceled recently, but she came she back. She came back. She came right back. She came back Once right out of it. worked as a set dresser for pornographic films. Who has it? Only fans? Everyone's. Did not book a single acting job in the first three years in Los Angeles. Wow. Right? And he didn't do porn. Devastating. Either that way. That we know of. I love him. I love him. <laughs> I love him. Okay. I just thought I'd make that clear. I just want to see his penis. You haven't seen it? There's no nudes? No, it's devastating. It's devastating. (laughs) Devastated. Well, Liz is also devastated because now she figures out he has an ice cream maker. Come on! No segue. Don't be weird looking. Don't be weird looking. Don't be weird looking. Someone weird opens the door. Ah, girl! (laughs) It does look like... Who is the guy from Schitt's Creek that was the name? Roland? The actor who plays Roland in Schitt's Creek. Chris Elliott, yeah. Was also in Scary Movie 2, where he had, like, a Junice from SNL prosthetic tiny hand. He looks like him in that. <laughs> oh, Dr. Baird, there's someone at your door. <laughs> All right. So that was Harvey. <laughs> Firestein, not Weinstein. Oh, Harvey Firestein's my best. I just want to be loved. Is that so wrong? <laughs> no. Let me love you, put my arms around you, realize that you don't like it, leave the premises immediately. It's a good one. So Oswald was just there helping hang some pictures. He lives in the basement, so I have all the nails. (laughs) That was fun. So John Hamm with his perfect hair is like, I'm Drew. Sorry, I smell like frosting. I just love to bake. <laughs> and Liz says the classic. I want to go to there. <laughs> me too, me too. Me too, me too, me too. No, she's dripping. Girl is wet. So Jack's at home talking to Elisa on the phone, hoping to get to see her this weekend, but she doesn't think he should come to her cousin's police academy graduation or my other cousin's This was fucking party. hilarious. <laughs> I hope that they don't have some sort of drama later on. Abuela thought it should just be family. It's not about the generalissimo. As a child, my grandmother worked in a silver mine without proper ventilation, and now her mind is as squishy as a hacky sack. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have the hacky sack kids at your house? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Flipping their bangs back, 
nobody could do more than like two. Yeah. It's like the skateboarders. You're like, Jesus Christ, this is either dedication or like just an exercise in insanity. So she's like, she's still my grandmother, even if she comes at me with a knife because of silver frenzy. I'll call you tomorrow. That's okay. how I feel about Emma. Good night, Kitty. <laughs> Thank you. Even if she comes up with a knife, you can do no wrong. Well, now Liz is showing a picture of one said John Hamm, a.k.a. Dr. Drew Baird, to Jenna in the hallway. She's like, look at Dr. Baird. How'd you get a picture of him? I told him his haircut was exactly what I was trying to describe to my barber. Have you ever fallen for someone that is so out of your league and yet you still pursued it? No. I mean, pursued it? What do you mean? Like, did I ask them out on a date or did I fantasize that we were dating and they just didn't know it? Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, like, yeah, you legitimately felt that someone was exceptionally attractive and you decided to shoot your shot and engage in conversation that was potentially not necessarily romantic, but still talking. Yes, but I'm a manipulator. So, like, I'm like, oh, you're super hot. So I'm going to make you think that I'm hilariously funny and want to hang out with me. But I don't know how to make you want to, like, put your mouth on my mouth or anything. It is like the girlfriend stock show from SNL. The one where Josh Hutchinson from all the Hunger Games was like, oh, my God, I can't believe. Like, you're so funny. I would love to hang out with you and then go make out with this other girl. <laughs> yes. I'm the funny one. But it doesn't matter because I get a lot of attention and I don't really like being naked. So we're all good. <coughs> now, if you just put your mouth on my mouth a couple of times, I'll hang out for a really long time. Probably buy you dinner and stuff. <laughs> Give you hot takes on all the shows and stuff. I mean, I'm good to have around. <laughs> there was once this like exceptionally attractive dude who was outside of one of the few gay clubs that we have in Cincinnati, and I asked him for a cigarette because he was smoking, and that was supposed to be my entry line. And then he clocked me right away and was like, "Wow, that's the best you've got." All right. And so then to cover, I asked everyone else, like, "Hey, do you have a cigarette? Because apparently that's a come on. I would just to be very transparent. Sure. I would like a cigarette. I'm not trying to have sex with you, but if you play your cards right, let's do it. Um, and then it was became my mission to make him feel uncomfortable and alienated Obviously. among the smokers group, and we succeeded, team. We did it. <laughs> so we did not sleep together. <laughs> no, but it sounds like you won. I did it. The how to stay alone competition. I, I, yeah, I stayed alone. I did stay alone. But you got cigarettes and bitter friends. <laughs> so she knows she's way out of his league, and Jenna's like, don't worry about it. Don't no, get intimidated. No, he's way out of her league. Right. That's what I said. Don't get intimidated. You know he can't be perfect. She's like, he might be. I got more of his mail, and I opened it, and then Jenna's like, oh, well, you're the one that opened the mail in the first place. Right? She's like, I'm the worst. It probably just is deserves that I proves that I don't deserve this guy which one of us is drinking white claw um <laughs> he went to medical school at Columbia all kinds of charity baloney <laughs> <laughs> he gets all the movie channels including stars and he trains seeing eye dogs at home okay which we will later find out spoiler alert that he's in the bubble is not actually skilled at any of these things what do those dogs do for people <laughs> how many of the blind people have died what's in the salmon Gatorade Mm. <laughs> oh. Orange Gatorade. So Jenna's like, I guess you're out since you're allergic to dogs. I guess I'll have to step in then. She's like, shut up, Jenna, just let me think. <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth comes into the hallway and is shushing them and turning out the lights. Tracy has his head dropped. He's like, keep your voices down. Mr. Jordan is a little hungover. He looks so pathetic and cute in that moment, though, when he's just against the wall. <laughs> He pulled an Uncle Harlan Parcel last night, <laughs> minus the wistful jug blowing. <laughs> so Tracy's obviously hurting. He's like, I went out with the interns. Those white boys are not getting around. If you guys ever tasted scotch, it's terrible. <laughs> and I would agree with him. Same. Scotch and is this rough. thing they call box seats at the Rangers game is so cold. <laughs> <laughs> and what is Rohypnol? Devastating. He took two for his headache. It doesn't end well. Well, Tracy accidentally agrees to go out with the interns again. He's like, I have a reputation to maintain. If I can't keep up with a bunch of Wall Street frat boys, uh-oh, here come the roofies. <laughs> you can this do whatever you want to me. <laughs> I just did not enjoy that. That's funny. <laughs> okay, this is our spajemin, I guess. <laughs> Welcome, Jack. 
gone? Brandy? What happened, Hector? The general was supposed to die. Hey, do not try to wow the generalism on me, my friend. This role has made me rich, famous, and respected. I get to cut the line at Disneyland if I come midweek. I have a lucrative endorsement deal with Sabor de Soledad. Ahora con más del Toro. I am not going to let you take all that away from me. I know where you came from, Hector. Play ball, or you'll be back to me. R-rated hypnotism at the bullfight so fast you won't know what hit you. You come over here and say that to my face. No, you come over here. Nunca! If you refuse to be reasonable, I must call the Presidente of Telemundo. La oficina de Jack Donaghy. Hola. Well played, Jack. I see that we are not so different, you and I. We laugh alike, we think alike. At times, we even drink alike. You could you can lose, lose your, your mind. mind. <laughs> Look, you should know I'm doing this for a woman. This woman. Wow. I am super gay and I would totally switch for her. She's amazing. But her grandmother hates me because she hates the Generalissimo, so he's gotta go. El Generalissimo does not have to die to clear the way to the Abuela. Not if the Abuela comes to love him. But that's impossible. Seduction is never impossible for El Generalissimo. I will become everything that all Hispanic women desire. I will make her love me. You really think you can pull that off? It will be the performance of a lifetime, like Yuli Harris in the Bell of Amherst. Wow, you are surprisingly gay. So we go into Jack's office where the Generalissimo is tying a stick of dynamite to a small child's head. <laughs> Liz comes in. She's like, you wanted to see me? And he very casually introduces her to Elisa. She's like, what? Come on. You're a nurse? <laughs> yeah. Some of us are hot. <laughs> I love like, Selma. Oh, my God. She's so good. I love her, Selma her the movie. Reading, I love Selma the movement. Really I love Selma Hayek. <laughs> <laughs> so... She, he's like, Lemon, we've got a problem with him. She's like, man, that guy looks a lot like you. They're the same person. Okay, it's like in all the Mary-Kate and Ashleys. They're the same person. Oh my God, their sister was on Hot Ones. She's delightful. Elizabeth? Oh, the one who was in that Marvel show? Yeah, who's in WandaVision. She does Wanda the Vision. 10 Hot Wings challenges, but does the be- she does great. She's very delightful. She vegan? I think she just didn't want to eat 10 whole chicken wings, but I don't know. That's anyway, fair. delightful. Hot ones on YouTube. Check it out. So Jack says precisely two hours a day, five days a week. Hector Moreno. Which is so many hours. I, it's I like 10. I, I listen <laughs> to that many podcasts easily. So the Generalissima is poisoning Elisa's grandmother against me. She's like, oh, we just blew up that kid. <laughs> Can you imagine? First of all, I watched Ugly Betty, which Selma Hayek produced and was amazing for half of it. And now I'm watching Elite, which is like a telenovela for the modern age. And it's so sexy. It's so sleek. It's not great, but it's so fun. (laughs) That's all. (laughs) So Jack says, Elisa and I have enough obstacles. Our work schedules, our cultures, her adorably broken English, to which she says, Metro cards are a real thing, Jack. I love that. (laughs) Well, I think it was like the semantics of like Metro card you use on the subway, right? That's where you got confused? I, I just don't think I did too. thinks I that think metro cards are a thing. Yeah. He thought she made up that English word. Good. Sorry, they were speaking so quickly. <laughs> so anyway, this morning, they purchased the show, and now we own it. Isn't that romantic? Now all we have to do is kill off the Generalissimo and clear a path to Elisa's abuela. And I'm going to say um, abuela. Which goes exactly as planned. So, Lemon, the director needs a script by this afternoon, and Aliso here will help you with the Spanish. She's like, don't drag me into this. I have my own problems. I've never even watched this show. Also, she read that script in a day. Even if, like, even a bullshit script is still wild in a day. I've been writing the treatment for my one-man show for 20 years. Working title is, oops. (laughs) So, Aliso explains to Liz, basically, that... Her male scheme is exactly what it's going to work to get Dr. Baird. So yeah. she's and after the Christmas special where she was so pissed about the perpetration 
of scam through the mail, suddenly she's the one. <laughs> yeah, so Liz decides <laughs> to go secretly to Dr. Baird and lie and say, my dog ran away. And he's like, oh my God, let me get my coat. Liz gives us a little evil laugh. <laughs> Buster. Which so is very similar to Generalissimo, except his laugh was more like, mwahaha, and hers was, <laughs> So Liz and Dr. Baird are hanging posters. Um, if you see the dog, give us a shout. Come here, boy. Can you imagine doing that? Because I think I have. Setting up an elaborate lie that doesn't benefit anyone and hurts everyone. I know. How are you going to live this out? She's like, oh, uh, we can't find Buster. It's been 15 minutes, so uh, I can't ever see dogs again. (laughs) Then she takes off her jacket to reveal she's wearing a I'm on the uh, the Pediatric Restless Leg Syndrome Association t-shirt, which he's on the board of. I do love how they have like a Keith Haring type thing where instead of like like the movements of Keith Haring are now like the restless legs. (laughs) She's like, oh, I forgot I had this on. I have so many charity t-shirts. We have so much in common. Well, Buster's probably dead. <laughs> Julie, what is the number one cause of landfill accumulation? That would be single-use t-shirts. Thank you very much. Like given out at charity runs? Yes, so stop doing it, everybody. Charity's a scam, everyone. <laughs> charity isn't a scam, but each t-shirt, even if you was get it at a, the lowest price the ever, message? is like... Six dollars. So if you're like a thousand people, that's still six thousand dollars wasted, and they're all going in the landfill because the shirts are always ugly. <laughs> so Liz has recovered from the death of her imaginary dog. She's like, I want to go around the wine bar and deal with these emotions and get some dinner. <laughs> he's he's being super honest, super sincere. He'd love to, but he just got divorced. He's not really up for that thing. Like he's also not giving up on the dog. He's a fighter. Come on, Buster. And she's like, okay. So we cut to Tracy who's out with the interns doing fire shots. Of Tracy and he's Jordan. chill with that. He's super chill with that. Why would I be afraid of fire next to my mouth? <laughs> so Jack's on the phone with Elisa, making sure that the abuela is watching. It's a very special episode. So a girl but walks much, in and shoots the general. Much like any telenovela twist. He doesn't she die. Says, this is for me, padre. But he doesn't that die. That means for my dad. Thank you. You're welcome. It's like having Google Translate live on the podcast. (laughs) SOS. So they're freaking out. Now he says you missed. He says you missed again. She keeps firing. He's like, and now this potion's going to make me live forever. What's happening? The funniest part was Elisa translating this the entire time. (laughs) Well, then, of course, for some reason, Jonathan's in trouble. Moreta has gone Broken Arrow, which is a movie with John Travolta. Jonathan, we really should have had someone on the set who speaks Spanish. So this is amazing. Jack on Jack. Brilliant split screen work. Alec Baldwin on Alec Baldwin. Someone once asked me what's my favorite porn, and I said, go 13 minutes in to Generalissimo. (laughs) That. Julie, you don't have to respond. You just have to rebel. Okay, that's not rebelling. <laughs> so he says, but right now, very upset. And he's like, welcome, Jack, cigar, brandy. He's like, what happened, Hector? The general was supposed to die. He's like, don't try to outgeneralissimo me, my friend. This role has made me rich, famous, and respected. I get to cut the line at Disneyland if I come midweek. So I looked up <laughs> what the actual celebrity perks are at Disney. So they have their own entrances. They have unlimited fast passes. They can pay for a VIP experience as like $3,000 to have a guide who takes you around. They can bring their Jesus. bodyguards and they can go to club 33, which is some like famous secret celebrity club. I've never even heard of. He also yeah. has a lucrative endorsement deal with supporter. Saladad. cow semen, bull semen. Yeah. That's what made her miss. That's what yes. made her get the false positives. It was bull semen. Don't, don't clock me. I'm correct. No, but I can't remember what it means. It's something of sadness. Lonely, chips of loneliness. Taste of sadness. Yeah, Taste, right? of sadness Taste of loneliness yes. or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I can't remember that. I'm old. So he's like, I'm not going to let you take that all away from me. He's like, I know where you came from, Hector. Play ball. You'll be back doing R-rated hypnotism at the bullfight so fast you won't know what hit you. What does that involve? An R-rated bullfight. What's the bull doing? R-rated the hypnotism. Animals- Animals can't consent. One of the most disturbing parts of my freshman orientation entering college was when someone said, animals can't 
consent all sex with animals is rape and i was like why does that need to be explained what the fuck are you guys up to yikes it was a yike that's not good one big yike so now we have a little comedy of errors like you come over here and say that to my face which of course i can't do because it's the same person in a split screen (laughs) like no you come over here if you refuse to get reasonable i must call the president of telemundo by the way finding out who is the president of telemundo is very difficult they named, named like three different people, and then I would check on them. They'd be like, "Is no longer the president of Telemundo. So this remains a mystery. I don't know. <laughs> so he says he's going to call the president of Telemundo, and then Jonathan answers the phone, La Aficion de Jack Donaghy. Hola. Because <laughs> he bought it. Well played, Jack. I see we're not so different. We walk alike. We talk alike. Do you guys know what that's from? Mm-mm. It's from Queso Presa. And it is from the Patty Duke show where she played split screen characters. <laughs> and I will show you. <laughs> the Patty's only team that's like the girl can see from Brooklyn Heights. What a crazy pair. Cause they're cousins. <laughs> so this is split screen in the 50s or 60s. Patty Duke, who is Mackenzie Aston and uh, Sean Aston's mother, and was married to Gomez from the Adams family. Because they're cousins. So that's where that's all from. Sorry, you guys missed the reference by being. Oh my god. Lorelai does that on Gilmore Girls, too. Yeah, she does, yeah. Does she? She does. Does she know it's from? She probably does, but I didn't when she did it. (laughs) (laughs) See the things we learn as we do this podcast? Love it. It's worth spending all of your time with TV and pop culture. Right? Yeah. (laughs) So now Jack is like talking to uh, Hector and he's like, look, I'm doing it for this woman. And it's a photo of Alisa on his phone. He's like, wow, I'm super gay. And I would totally switch for her. She's amazing. Love that. Not switching. The gay, the gay part. I love that. That was so it's fun. We so, enjoy that. <laughs> Hector is saying he can come up with a plan that makes the abuela love him. Don't you worry. He's going to pull it off. It's going to be the performance of a lifetime. Like Julie Harris in the Belle of Amherst, which I didn't know is a one-woman tour de force made-for-TV movie starring Julie Harris as Emily Dickinson. <laughs> and here is the movie poster. It's very sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Well, I knew. So I knew Julie Harris worked with that same uh, playwright in a lot of different projects. Um, I didn't realize it was based on Emily Dickinson, though. Wow, you are surprisingly gay. He says on the show, and I just said to you. <laughs> So Liz is in her office with Jenna and Elisa comes in. You bitch. And Jenna is completely confused. So did you ever find Buster? Oh my God. What did you not understand? The picture is from a dog food ad. <laughs> so Elisa's no, like, here's the script for today. It's getting dark over there right now. Can you see it? Let this is going to be so scary. Here's today's Later post. when it gets dark. This, this post. I translated it and took out the Star Wars references. Jenna's feeling insecure as always. Are you an actress? She's like, no, I'm a nurse. She's like, good. Don't listen to anyone who says you should become an actress. <laughs> She's like, I also cut out the scene between the general and Tia Maria. They cannot be together. Not after what he did to Maria's daughter. What did he do, Nick? What did he do? It was despicable. Even worse than his misuse oh, of the wait, male wait, wait. balls. Even worse. <laughs> so, <laughs> he made himself desirable by reading her mail and... Um, gleaning information to make Generalissimo the most desirable. And then Liz is getting some ideas. And she's like, what do you do next? And then it was even worse than the misuse of males. This was when he invited her to the villa for a fancy party. But when he got there, it was just the two of them. Or when she got there, he drugged her champagne and had his way with her. Which is rape and assault. But Liz is like, oh boy. Well, later she gave birth to the devil. So, you know, sweeps week. (laughs) (laughs) Which always reminds me of Little House on the Prairie. They would be against all these other shows, and they'd be like, 
you know, we'd be doing great. We'd be beating them. Sweep, sweep should come. Mary goes blind. The baby <laughs> dies. There's a fire. Everyone dies in the village. Sweep, sweep. Very important. So Liz is super excited. This is what I could do to, dr- to Drew. Drug him? Jenna says, Liz, no. Having been on both sides of that, I can tell you it's not a good idea. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Poor so Jenna. She decides to tell Drew she's having a little welcome to the building party for him, but there's no party. And then when he shows up, I'll laugh and say, oh, oh, it's the wrong night. And he'll laugh and say, oh, well, one glass couldn't hurt. And then I will put my mouth on his mouth. <laughs> Which base is that for Liz Lemon, do you think? Third? Probably. So she's like, do not do this. The trickery, the deceit, it's a slippery slope. She's like, yeah, but you haven't seen Dr. Baird. He looks like a pilot, a cartoon pilot. And you know what? He does. <laughs> Here are a couple of cartoons. Where did you I... find that fucking picture? <laughs> I agree. Doesn't that look like him? Yeah. yeah. I know how to Google. Don't mess with me. <laughs> so she's like, be very careful. Generalissimo was once a good man, but the years of loneliness drove him insane. I am not the Generalissimo, Elisa. Parallels, though. Who's that? That's Coming Kenneth knocking door. on the door. <laughs> Mr. Jordan, I, I called my uncle Harlan and I got his hangover cure. <clears throat> Mix two cups of boiled possum meat with one mess load of ragweed, stir in alcohol. <laughs> it's like, Ken, these interns are wearing me out. It's like I said in my not hit comedy cruise boat, I'm getting too old for this ship. Uh, so Kenneth like concedes like yes Tracy you are getting older but there's no reason you have to keep acting like you're 20 but Tracy counters with yeah do you know what happens with a comedian to a comedian when he gets old and loses his audience he starts getting offered serious roles do you really want me to see me play Arthur Ashe no that would be terrible you leave him alone exactly so how did I end up playing Tracy in this? So if I'm going to keep my hilarious reputation, these interns got to go. But did where? They don't know how to do anything, and there are no job lefts on Wall Street. They're going to find something, and, and they do. <laughs> so now we're at Liz's apartment. <laughs> Dr. Baird's knocking on the door. She opens, he opens the door. She's wearing a stunning one-shoulder number with fancy hair and no glasses. Drew. He's like, oh, am I the first one here? She's like, what? <laughs> no, the party's uh-huh. tomorrow night. <laughs> Tonight I'm just hanging out eating fondue by candlelight. But come in. I was just getting ready to open a bottle of wine to drink alone. To which he says the magic line. Okay. I guess I'll have one glass. Couldn't hurt. He's yours. Oswald shows up at the door. I found your dog. Wait, his name's Oswald? Yes. <laughs> Did not clock that. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like wait a minute I didn't lose it what this is not I don't okay he's like he lost his collar but I recognize him from the poster so she kicks him the fuck out she's like uh, just leave him here and so uh, they're like of course it's possible and Drew kisses her on the top of the head and he's like how could he not want to come back to this beautiful lady <laughs> oh my dog is it's back he her mm, 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 mm. <laughs> He went very quickly from I just got divorced to kissing her on the head. I know. And then they're going to open the wine and the dog is really Kissing her on the barking. head. What base is that for you people? Jesus. That's not it's that's sexual. That's very intimate. <laughs> for, a, for an abuelito to her hijo. Oh, boy. The white claws are kicking in. So now we're back in the telewindow scene. And the generalissimo is with an older woman, and he's like, well, I look forward to your wonderful cooking later. I will fulfill my dream of making love to an older Puerto Rican woman. But first, <laughs> let me compliment pictures of your grandchildren. We flash to Liz and Dr. Baird eating some hot, way, hot, way too hot fondue. They both, they like feed each other, and then they're like, ha, 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 which is not sexy. So we're back to the generalissimo. He's like, after you finish these scratch lottery tickets, can we go to McDonald's and only order coffee? <gasps> She's moist. She's excited. Oh, wow. He stole a page from my book. <laughs> back to Liz and Drew. They're laughing and their hands touch on the couch, which is also very intimate. He's like, oh, you need more wine. <laughs> but the dog is still this working. This is stage four. Base four. Home run. Jesus, I can't, sir. 
So now we're back. The Generalissimo's playing guitar. Drew and Liz almost kiss. The Generalissimo lifts the older woman to take her off to bed. The dog won't stop barking. She's like, Buster, you wang. Let's get you back in your special kitchen cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> so she does suggest to Drew that he can take some aspirin. Because he has a her way back. Yeah. But what else is in there? Prohypnol. Roofies. Yeah. So the, in the shadow, it looks like the dog is totally attacking Liz. It's out of control. He's like, everything okay in there? She's like, yeah, he's just playing along. Ouch. Oh, he bites. <laughs> so Drew takes some Rohypnol by mistake. Let that be noted in the record. She did not try and roofie him. Uh, but this goes full, like, Kathy Bates <laughs> moment. We're in misery, and he's losing consciousness. <laughs> and she's like, it's not me, the pills. <laughs> then he sees his mail, wonders why it's all open, realizes that that's not his dog. He's like, oh, passes she's up. like, oh, you're not thinking clearly. <laughs> he's like, wait, that's not your dog? And he's, like, drowning and knocking over a lamp. <laughs> she's like, I can explain. Just relax. And then she says, help. And he goes, and she goes, I am the generalissimo. I don't know what that means. We did it. We did it. We did it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did it. We did it. We did it. Yeah. So Elisa enters Jack's office and she's like, Abuela made you breaded cast brains. Just look disgusting. Elisa says, my, basically, my grandmother's saying she really liked the changes you made. She's very proud that I'm dating such an important television man. She's like, oh, well, mwah, mwah. So she speaks English. What are you going to do about NBC News? It's too sad. <laughs> He's like, I'll look into it, uh, abuela. So now the next day, Dr. Beard arrives at Liz's door. She's got a Pop-Tart in her mouth. Not sure why she couldn't hold it in her hand, but that's cool. Where was that Pop-Tart beforehand? Was it on Paula Pell's tip? Oh, God. Let's hope not. So he's like, hey, Liz. She's like, oh, hey. He's, she's like, again, I'm sorry about everything. I actually got some of your mail. Oh, okay. I hope you didn't open it. <laughs> I did. Monty Python, live at the Hollywood Bowl. Classic. That's what he Membership said. in the Cheese of the Month Club and the Steak of the Month Club and a copy of Vegetarian Times. I'm, I'm a flip-flopper. <laughs> also, response to your complaint about bad grammar in Subway ads. The word whom deserves a defender. I'm just saying that based on your mail, I actually would have wanted to meet this Elizabeth Lemon in 3B. Really? Do you want to try again? I know I lied to you and I accidentally roofied you, but weirder things have happened, right? <laughs> Isn't that Tracy Jordan? So Tracy is on the Today Show with the disgraced Matt Lauer. To which he says, the Lehman Brothers Investment Bank will reopen under the direction of comedian Tracy Jordan. <laughs> he says, I'm doing this so no one will know I'm getting old. <laughs> But you just said you're old. This interview is over. <laughs> to which Dr. Baird says, yeah, I guess weirder things have happened. The disgraced Matt Lauer says, and now to lighten things up, some pictures of beautiful Latin babies and the sound <laughs> of the musicals of Tito Puente. Jack, this is ridiculous. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. This is Latin music. Yeah, so Tito Puente's on and there are cute little Latin babies on there. And he's like, Dr. Baird's like, okay, it's a date. Cute. Gross, but cute. Scene, adorable. Yeah, this is a fun one. They're all fun. Let's. let's well, except real. for the one with um, Wayne Brady. Shut up! Just shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Just shut up! Shut up! No, shut true. Up. So, fun facts at the end here. Remember how we talked about that one time that they had Helen Mirren cast, and then she, you know when they wrote the episode, yeah. and then she wasn't there. They had been writing John Hamm this whole time. And then Lauren ended up asking him while he was doing Saturday Night Live, and he said yes. And nice. originally, John Hamm had auditioned to play Jack Donaghy. How different really? would that show have been? Worse. <laughs> so this episode was directed by somebody, and it won a Primetime Emmy Award. <laughs> Todd Holland. <laughs> I knew it was here somewhere. I just couldn't find it. <laughs> so he won... Best directing, outstanding directing for a comedy series for the episode Generalissimo. That those were those are very fun. I agree. Good job, Julie. Well done. Uh, I gotta say the John Hepsiham episodes are of my favorite. I think I already said it, but I'm gonna say it again. I love the John Hamm episodes. <laughs> I think you just love John Hamm. <laughs> I I love him on Kimmy Schmidt. I think he's so funny. Oh, Doug Benson. Have you guys ever listened to his podcast? Mm-mm. So no. yes, Doug loves movies forever, and then getting high with getting Doug with high. 
where he smokes <laughs> pot with people. Um, but Doug Loves Movies is awesome. They, he usually has comedians on, sometimes actors. It's been on forever. He's one of the original podcasters. And so then every year they do the 12 celebrities at Christmas and you play all these movie games. The movie game used to be the Leonard Maltin game, which was really hard. Anyway, John Hamm's on there every year. He almost won a couple times. He's super funny, super smart. You just wouldn't think it. You would think he would just be a D-bag and then he and his longtime girlfriend were not going to get married until gay marriage was legal. Then gay marriage became legal. Then he ended up in rehab and they broke up. So I don't know how to end that story well. But. <laughs> Let's rate this episode. I'll give you some time to think about it. Here's some music. <laughs> I can't get my chat to open. Okay, there we go. Uh, <laughs> let me know when you're ready. Ready. Yep. Send. <laughs> wow. Emma really loves John Hamm. She gave him a 97. Nick with a super respectable 94. And Julie hits the target right in the center at 94. We have the same score. Not, it feels different. <laughs> <laughs> it feels different. Oh, such a good one. Up next is St. Valentine's. It's Valentine's Day where Liz accidentally invites him over for Valentine's Day. I can't wait. It's such a good one. Alisa, Alisa, la viuda negra. That's not next, right? That's not in that one. No, but it's always in my head. <laughs> I think the bubble might be my all-time favorite episode. No, oh, that's incorrect. <laughs> well, we'll get there and we'll find out. Thanks, that sounds Emma. great. She's really a peacemaker for sure. And thank you all for listening. We very much appreciate you tuning in every week, and we can't wait to share Valentine's Day with you. Yes, if you'd like to hear more musings about other nonsense, like the beginning of this podcast, you can listen to our <laughs> takes all over the place, which you can find anywhere podcasts are found. And we're on takespod.com and takespod on Instagram and Blurg. So come and check us out. We'd love to hear from you. Unless you think that Nick is right and Julie's wrong, then you should probably just think about what you're thinking before you like share it with us. But I mean, no, in that case, definitely ch- 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 check us out. What, 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 what what's <laughs> Julie all about? <laughs> no one knows. Have a no great week, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Blurg is a project of Team Takes, aka Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter. And. Frank! <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank! <laughs> we love you, Frank. Love you.